Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. Um, happy to have you here. Hope that you join us for the ride this week. Um, I guess to best way to preface this is going to be the beginning of something fun. So I had a great idea. I have a lot of great ideas. I am good for ideas. However, they don't all see the light of day. Unfortunately, this one, I am, um, very excited to see how it turns out. So I don't remember what inspired it, but I want to see, if you will, what has changed. We've been here for five years, guys. There is an entire back catalog of really, really incredible episodes. Um, I think we are, I want to say this is episode 267. There are 266 other episodes. If you're new here, strap up, um, you know, put connect the speaker, get to washing the clothes, the dishes, the dog, the kids, you, whatever it is, um, and enjoy some of the earlier episodes. And to encourage you to do so, I decided to do like a little, a, a side quest, if you will, because here at Travel and Shit, I like to remind you guys every week that travel is so much more than vacation. And it includes a breadth of different ways to grow, expand, and improve upon who we know to be ourselves. And I want to know how much has changed or even stayed the same since the beginning. So this week I want to do like, um, I don't want to say a litmus test, but just a little feel. This is who I am, the 2024 D, um, my travel style and, um, just like the typical things that you kind of check in with someone about. And I just want to talk about what I already know has changed. And to start there, I can say that it never gets old when somebody asks where I'm going next or what's the next trip or what's the next country or what's y'all. I haven't left the country since 2020. Um, that's a lie. I went to Mexico a year ago and I'm actually, we're leaving again on Wednesday to Mexico. Shout out to, I don't remember what episode they were, but Mark and Nicole, I had them as guests to talk about doing destination weddings and it's their wedding. Um, my partner is officiating their wedding. Um, they're technically legally married already. He is not ordained and he is just being that handsome guy that stands up and Untechnically, unofficially marries them, if you will. But um, I'm really excited for their nuptials. Beautiful couple, great friends, and um, whoop whoop. See y'all next week. Uh, but I don't get tired of people asking about what my next trip is, or oh, you've been here. Um, my niece is going here. Where, like, what should she do, or like, where should she go, or? What should I tell her? What does she need to know? I love when people come to me for travel questions. Truly do. So if you have them, drop them in um, the email, dcarry at travelandshippodcast.com. That's in the description box. Um, but I 
definitely know that things have shifted a bit. Where I am now, even though I love getting that question, honestly, I don't have anything on the docket except for um, next week going to Mexico. I have absolutely nothing planned and I'm not necessarily looking forward to planning anything. Uh, I have a couple of cities, uh, different states that I wanna visit here in the States, but honestly, y'all, I'm not done with traveling. Let's not get carried away. But like that guttural desire to not be here, like that urge to just, oh, where can I possibly go? Like I have to go someplace. It's been too long. Like there was a stretch where I think I went someplace every month, it felt like. And I'm just not there. I am um, low-key looking forward to a week of absolutely nothing but being in my house. somewhat the way that I would be looking forward to a week in another destination. Now, that's not to say that I have lost the travel bug. It's just not as hungry. It's not coming from the same place, if you will. Prior, I feel like it came from like, maybe like my root or sacral chakra. Like it just came from the gut, right? But now I feel like it comes more from the heart chakra, if that makes sense. And honestly, chakras were the easiest way for me to um, kind of explain where it is that I feel it. Um, I feel like now it comes more from my heart chakra, not as strong a pull or as a required or necessary... I didn't have, I don't have that urge the same way I had before. For me now, um, travel is a little bit more, um, I don't want to say less exciting, but I will say that I probably look for less excitement. I am not as, not saying uninterested, but not as interested in um, maybe big or, I don't want to say shocking, but swimming with sea lions, not shocking, but like, so, so you're just jumping off of a boat and swimming with wild animals. It's not in a zoo. It's not in an aquarium. It is in the ocean. You are going to put yourself in a cool, 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 that kind of stuff. Right. Um, swimming with mantas, huge stingray looking things. I, um, I reference her often. I'm not Inca Cresswell. I am not a marine biologist. I can't say that I can give you a really clean, clear, and definitive uh, description of the type of animal a manta is, but the shits are big. They're supposed to be nonviolent, non dangerous, and all that shit. Um, so I signed up for that. Like big kind of, wow, you did what kind of excursions? I think um, I'm good on those for a little bit. Um, but that desire to see different places, to experience and feel different cultures that hasn't changed. And that being the case, I am still very much so me personally, still an Airbnb girl. Um, okay. So accommodations, great pivot. I, okay. So backtracking on that pivot, let's start with uh, luxury versus budget. I'm squarely in the middle. I. I'm not a luxury travel because I can't afford to do luxury travel, but I will say a subjective descriptor, if you will. I think everyone's 
I won't say everyone's, but when I say luxury, I mean grandiose estates. I mean very high-end boutique hotels, $600 plus a night, $1,000 a night kind of, you know, accommodations, all five-star. Um, I can't afford that. I have had, I'd say maybe two really what for me, I would feel like our luxury or, um, properties would be the Goodwin in, where was that in Hartford, Connecticut? That I want to say was a five-star accommodation. I think it was a five-star hotel. And the most recent one, I say that, uh, the Joseph, I want to say that's a Marriott property in Nashville. That was probably one of the swankier, um, hotels that I've ever been in. The, those two, those are, those are as luxury as it's gotten for me. Um, God willing, there's more down the line. Um, but I personally want to feel like I'm getting an authentic experience of a community. I want to feel as if the $800 flight to whatever country I'm in is actively going to, well, is going to actually pay off for me. I want to feel like if I went to Austria, that I got a feel for Austria. If I went to Nicaragua, that I got a feel for Nicaragua. I don't want to feel as if I am just in a Marriott where they speak Spanish or a Marriott where they speak French, um, that kind of feel. I personally prefer hotels for shorter stays also because me personally, I don't want to be in a confined space uh, because I can't afford a penthouse suite that's got multiple rooms and an extensive amount of space. I'm going to be doing your basic queen standard, you know, um, maybe a balcony if I can swing one and you have one. But other than that, like I, I can't afford, um, big, big just yet. So nice is about as nice as it's going to get. Um, I want to feel as if I am really getting, um, an authentic experience or as authentic as possible. Right. I would, I enjoy the idea doesn't always fly, right? Like if I am in a country where I very obviously stand out, it may not work, but in places where I could blend in, I like staying someplace where if someone is on the street, when I walk out of wherever I'm staying, you're not going to know if I am from here or if I'm visiting family. Um, now granted, we understand that there are some cues. There are some very obvious things that people from an area just know. I'd say, and this is something that I would absolutely be willing to, um, damn, I'm not a gambler, but I feel like I would put money on. If you put me someplace in Manhattan that I could point out the tourists on a block. I'm pretty confident about that. I'm pretty confident about that. There is just a certain move. There's just a flow 
to the people in a neighborhood that you are from, someplace that you are very familiar with. And I think that that is a very fair assessment or a very fair uh, statement to make that someone that's from someplace may easily be able to tell when someone is not from a place. So that being the case, I mean, in terms of spaces where I look like I could be of the people. You feel me? Um, so that being the case, I would prefer to stay in an accommodation such as an Airbnb where when I leave, you don't know if I'm here um, permanently. You don't know if I'm here visiting family. I don't want to walk out of a hotel and just look and um, exude tourists. So that's how I feel about um, the accommodations aspect and in turn the type of travel or the tier of travel in terms of luxury or budget. I'm not staying in a hostel anymore. That I could tell you. Um, I'm not above it, but I am not necessarily looking forward to it. I could see staying in a hostel in a country that has singles. I could see, um, and that single would have to have like its bathroom in like ensuite, like it would have to be, uh, provided in the room that I was staying in. And at that point I might as well be staying at a hotel. It's just that the hostels actually usually have some pretty dope, um, budget friendly walking tours and uh, not accommodations, uh, excursions and things that you can get some assistance, uh, booking and completing, but hotels often have that also, but there obviously is going to be a price differential where you're spending $500 a night versus where you're spending maybe $40 a night. You're, you're not necessarily going to get a $500 experience attached to your $40 room. Um, but it may be worth $500 to you. Don't sleep on free walking tours. Don't sleep on, um, inexpensive, uh, excursions. Them shits hit. They absolutely do. I am not in the market to stay in a hostel. I'm good on that. I don't like shared spaces, never did. But at that point in my travel journey, I absolutely wasn't going to let that stop me. At this point, especially now I'm realizing something may be the same. If I'm only going to be in an area for a few hours and I just needed some place to like safely store my luggage and maybe shower or maybe sleep for four hours, that I could see a hostel. A hostel would absolutely just be transitory. Um, at this point, one thing that I can say has absolutely changed now that I mentioned that is my desire to travel solo. I never thought that I would lose that. I will be very honest with you and say that me in 2020, me in 2019, you couldn't tell me that I would not be that married woman that had a solo travel booked. Um, but now I have no desire to travel by myself. I would be on the phone with my partner. I'd be telling him all about it. I would be, you know, asking him, babe, can you like find some restaurants for me? You're so good at that. I love traveling with him. He is great fucking company. Um, I also like that extra added security of not being by myself and also being with someone who's not going to let anything happen to me. Um, so that aspect of it, absolutely fucking changed. Now I can see doing a trip to visit maybe family or friend on my own. Um, 
I can see doing a trip with other people. That's not my partner. Like if one of my homegirls had like a bachelorette party someplace, or if one of my girls hit me up talking about girl, we have never done a girl's trip. Pull up. Let's do one. That's absolutely something I would do. I don't need to bring my man for that. Um, I would absolutely travel with my mom again. That's always been a good time. Um, so I can see doing that in the realm of the solo travel and by solo, it's not solo. I'm with other people. It's just not with my man. Uh, but I never saw that coming, never saw it coming, but I also have never been in a relationship like this. So it's fair to expect that that might change, but y'all can't see it was, I can't say it was on my bingo card. Um, so the, the solo of it all, I'm good. I would prefer to travel with someone. Uh, what was the other thing that I made note of? And I feel like, um, I feel like I didn't say what like my little secret plan was. So secret plan, this is more just a pop in, check the temperature. What I am going to do is revisit maybe five episodes or so and without listening to them, just looking at the description, redoing the episode, right? So I won't say which one I'm going to do first because I've jotted down five different episodes from the first year that I'm very interested in um, seeing if I align with my initial feelings, but I won't know if I did until after I record the new version. And, um, I was thinking of doing like one a month. I was thinking of doing one every other month. I was thinking of doing them all in one month. I don't know exactly how I want to do it. So for now I'm going to lean towards doing the once a month and I would likely begin the next episode with my report back on if it changed or not from the first episode. Um, so I'm going to play with that. A side quest, if you will. Um, just It's not a mini series or anything like that. It's absolutely like the weird things about places that I've been side quest episodes. That's what I think I'm going to call them side quest episodes. It is absolutely a travel and shit, um, appropriate topic. However, it is just from a, what's the best way to phrase it? Continued bank of a particular topic, if you will, or a subcategory, a subcategory. So, uh, travel snob, I had noted that, Let's see. How do I feel about travel snob? I'm absolutely still not a travel snob. What I would say is I remember there was a time when I was a bit more judgmental about traveling. And I think the more I've gotten out and about, the less I've judged other people who haven't gotten out and about. I personally uh, don't judge people for what they want to spend their money on. Your sneakerhead, be a sneakerhead. Electronics is your is your bag. Bag them. Buy the electronics. Um, if you'd rather spend wild buku bucks on hair and makeup, that's absolutely your prerogative. Do you right? I don't think that 
money spent on something that you care about is a waste of money. I don't think that, you know, somebody without a passport is not doing as well as someone with a passport. Passports are not exactly, um, passports aren't, let's say the, I was looking for an analogy, but, and I know I got a good one in me, but it's going to take a while. Passports aren't all that cheap. You're going to spend upwards of maybe $200, maybe more, depending on what your situation is, um, just applying for the passport. So it's not necessarily something that is a low barrier to entry. It does require you filling out that paperwork and getting it to the appropriate locations and um, paying as the major um, barrier. So I don't look no kind of way at somebody that doesn't have a passport. I don't look a certain way at someone that goes to the exact same. "Mm, Do I? I don't shit on people that do. I personally couldn't be someone that goes to one. Ooh, I'm about to lie on myself, y'all. I was about to say that I couldn't see myself being someone that goes to like one destination a thousand times, but that's how I feel about Montreal. I feel like if I hit big, I would absolutely have a property in Montreal. Cute little apartment. I don't need, I don't need nothing too much. I just want to be near Le Verunga. I want to be near that park and then just I'll be rich. So then I'll get around and visit more of Montreal and, you know, Quebec city and maybe, well, not maybe I would try Toronto again. I didn't dislike Toronto. Um, sorry. I didn't dislike it. It just wasn't Montreal, but I would definitely, um, redo some more of Canada, but that would be, uh, rich me, but I don't necessarily see myself wanting to go. Damn. Cause I immediately thought of a coworker that I was talking to about a month ago. I don't I think, and he had asked, where's your next trip? Where are you going? And I had said I was going to Mexico. He was like, Oh man, I love Mexico. I think I've been to Mexico like 15, 20 times already. And I'm like, Oh, damn, it's a whole world out there and you only go into the one place. Now, mind you, this coworker and I aren't friends. And I'm not saying that as a slider saying like, is anything wrong with him? It's just, we don't work together. We just work at the same building. Like we do the same thing in different areas. I think I've only worked with this person maybe like once. And I think I've been at my job for about eight years at this point. Um, see him all the time. We just don't spend extensive amounts of time together. That being the case, I don't know what other travels this man does. I don't know what else he does um, with his exploits out and about in these streets. I don't know what he does with his fucking free time. I do know that he's a white dude that does like old school hip hop. So he sits well in my heart. And so far he's been unproblematic that I know of. So shout out to you. But I was internally yet immediately taken aback by so many visits to the one spot. I could not see myself going like to the same thing. But then I realized when you find something that you really like, when you find something that you love, why not? So it's not that I judge and say, oh, I'm a better traveler because I've gone to more places. I just know that I couldn't see me doing the same thing that many times. If you do different things while you're in that area, or if you experience different people, or if you're going to revisit people that you know, or that, um, 
you've developed a relationship with, that's something that I could absolutely understand. Um, again, I keep going back to Le Veronga and I keep bringing it up because when I tell you Zoya is such a joy, she is such a sweetheart. The food is always fantastic. The drinks are always magnificent. I've never had a bad time there. And that is someplace that I will absolutely continue to go. So would I go? Um, and I also don't think that, I think the difference also is that this coworker in particular gives like a white Lotus traveler, like a traveler that just goes to the resort and then just stays on the resort. Doesn't do shit else. Stays on the resort. Might do some jet, uh, jet skis might maybe do, I think wakeboarding is on the water. Like that thing, hoverboarding. I think that you might do a couple of, uh, resort facilitated, um, excursions or activities. And that's the kind of traveler, like, I feel like he is. So it's kind of like, Ooh, couldn't see doing that that many times. Like if those are the activities and the experiences that you like, why not try it in a different country? Right? Like why not try a resort with a different view or why not try, you know, a different country? I mean, all, or excuse me, not all, but, or what I can support is if you're going to go to the same country multiple times, I would love me personally, if I could do different parts of the country. Like if I visited the Gulf, the Gulf coast of Mexico versus, um, the side that's on the, at, Ooh, no. Cause I feel like the Atlantic is up here. Does it go down? Geography is not my thing y'all, but like, let's say West side, East side, like the left and the right of Mexico, different fucking coasts. I'm sure the experiences are different. If you go to India, four completely different regions, you've got snow in India, you've got jungles and rainforests, and then you've got like really dry, arid climate in another. Like there is so, and I, what was I remember, um, shout out to Harold. Harold did a really great job of giving me a really quick, but enlightening and interesting India tutorial, different regions. So I could see going to the same country and really slow traveling or visiting different destinations so that I could feel as if I were getting a more comprehensive experience of a country. That for me is why I would want to go back multiple times. Or if I were going to go for um, maintaining relationships or for people, places and things outside of like experiences that I could get elsewhere, I would want to see, uh, I can see going to a repeat destination, but it's a stretch. I, it's really just Montreal. Um, so I don't look down on people that don't have passwords. I don't feel a way about what you decide to spend your money on. If you rather, and if you want to go to like the, the stereotypical, um, frequent American visits, um, Atlanta, if you're always in Miami, if you're always in Vegas, like if, again, if that's your thing, like if you are a big partier or if you are into just like, um, gambling or Vegas has a lot of shit, I can see why Vegas would be your bag. I'm not really into those kinds of things. So I can't say that I would do multiple Vegas trips. I did see lovers and friends is out there. I want to say it's May 4th, May 5th weekend. We're definitely considering that. It's not a definitive, but it's a possibility. Just looking into it. But I could see doing 
a repeat destination like that where there are it's the same place but you're going for a different reason each time you go like we're doing Adele residency this trip we're doing Usher residency this trip we're doing um Mary J Blige residency this trip whatever whomever's residency I don't even know if Mary has a residency. I feel like I may have heard that she does. My point is I could see revisiting a particular location for a sporting team and stuff like that. That's not me. Not for me. Um, I'm going to still be in the window seat. That's not changed. I'm still only doing carry on. That's not changed. I do not believe in check bags if I can avoid it just because I want to have my shit with me. I want to, God forbid, you know, I need to change plans or there's a delay. I don't like putting my trust in other people in instances when I can keep it for myself. I don't like, um, someone having that much control or sway on whether or not I have, um, a good travel experience through the airline. I can't fly the plane myself. I can't man the plane. I'm not the stewardess. I'm not those things I have no control over, right? But in terms of the safekeeping of my own personal shit, I would like to keep that um, as de-managed as possible. That makes me feel more comfortable in my travels. Um, so those little things, all still the same. I'd say also um, I enjoyed watching my, uh, what's the the word I'm looking for? Not revelation not oh there's a word y'all i i hope it's not long covid truly truly hope it's not but i i'll be looking for a fucking word and it's like it's like i see it break dancing in the back of my brain but it's not showing itself it's like i know i know these words so it's like i've enjoyed watching my travel progression if you will through transportation I remember I used to be quick to just get in a taxi or look for a cab or something. And then I started to trust myself a little bit more to jump on a bus, jump on a train. And I fell in love with trains. I feel like a lot of times the view, sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes you get a Long Island Railroad view. If you are from New York, you know that Long Island Railroad goes through tunnels and it goes through like different areas that just have a shit kind of view. Sometimes you see some really nice shit. Don't get me wrong. But at least the route in the line that I used to take didn't exactly have the best views. It was just here and there, a couple, a handful of stops had something decent to look at. And it was all neighborhoods that I was familiar with anyway, but like the backs of them or like a train is going through them. So it's not necessarily going past, you know, a, be- a beautiful development or a really nice uh, planned block that's got great stores to look at. I- it just isn't much to look at in certain instances in my uh, train experience and the above ground lines that I ride every once in a while. There are a couple of stops where you got something to look at. But what I'm saying to you is sometimes in these other countries, maybe just the mountain views or like just seeing it's new. So even if it's like the graffiti on the back of a um, freight warehouse someplace the graffiti is in a different language or you know the type of trees that are lining those 
backs of the buildings, the blocks of the backs of the buildings are different than, I don't have palm trees in New York. Um, so there are certain little things that I pick and highlight on some of the rides. And I have found that I very much so enjoy, um, the quickness that also is another factor, the quickness with which the, the view changes in a car. You're pretty much like, you're going to get great views if you're going through someplace that's got views. Right. But it's for the most part, you know, traffic views, you're sitting in traffic. If it's a, you know, a busy city, but you're coming from generally where the airports are. I feel like airports are yes, remote in a lot of places, but there's also a lot of times like communities not too far away from them that you pass through and you can kind of get a feel for, Ooh, okay. We're go- we, we see the money one way or another, whether there is no money or whether there is money. Um, and you can kind of see the progression into more populous areas or getting a different feel. So I've enjoyed trains. Um, and I have learned to trust myself a bit more as I've started to travel more so that I can, um, feel as if I'm not going to fuck it up or that if I do fuck it up and go the wrong way or get on the wrong train, do something wrong that I can remedy this situation. Uh, currently I can't say that I have necessarily had to take the train. Oh, I know for damn sure though, I am not interested in driving in any other countries. The only destinations over the past couple of years that I have driven in have been, we went to Dallas and got a car rental. We went to Joshua Tree, got a car rental. Puerto Rico, we got a car. Um, Other than that, I'm uninterested in driving in other areas. Uh, My vision has also not um, improved. It is slowly deteriorating. And so I'm not a fan of like squinting or not being sure what I'm seeing while I'm driving, um, in places that I'm unfamiliar with. So, um, with that being the case, and I also don't want to navigate, uh, what do you call, uh, street signs. I don't want to navigate street signs in different languages. I don't want to navigate through different cultural norms in terms of traffic flows and patterns. So I remember my first trip, I had a car booked and everything for uh, Martinique. Was it Martinique? Yeah, it was Martinique. I didn't end up going because the trip got canceled by the airline and I didn't like their contingency plan. I ended up booking Bermuda. But I was prepared to drive on the left side with the street signs in France. I don't know why the hell I was so bold. But um, me now... I can almost say I'd never do it. I prefer to just let my partner drive, passenger princess here. Um, But those were the only recent spots that I can say that I did a little bit of, um, you know, moving around in the car. So transportation, I feel as if that may have, you know, changed as time has gone on. No, that may have stayed the same because I would, mm, I think actually at this point, I would rather get in an Uber or a cab. Um, It has to be like a developed city that's got like really great train system um, for me to want to do it now. And at that point, Mexico, we take the bus. 
we take the ADO bus. So yeah, I do still do buses. I'm going to obviously go for the cheapest. Um, yeah, the cheapest is really probably my, my safest option. So that's probably stayed the same. I'd say that has stayed the same. So I think that pretty much wraps it up in terms of me as a traveler. Now I am loving travel, but from a different from a different place. Um, it is still a strong desire to travel. Just, just not the same there, but different. Um, just want to make sure that I touched on everything I said. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that some things also down the line, have room to change, have room to develop. There's still room for progress to, uh, progress and revamping, changing and shifting. There is no... There's still nowhere that I... Ooh, yeah. That may be a little different. The places that I am uninterested in going, I used to have like a very, very strong, strong, strong desire to go to India that has changed. I used to like really want to go solo. Now there's no way in hell I'd go to India solo. Um, so that's changed. I definitely would only want to do that with my partner or with a group. Um, so I, I think that my overall desire to see as much of the world as possible, absolutely still there. I, there's no place that I can say is off limits, but I will say that there are places that I have more limitations on. Places like DR, very uninterested. However, if I'm going with a friend and we're going to visit her family, his family, we're going to be with people who um, I know are going to hold us down and keep us safe. Cool, cool. Because I don't want to be on a resort. If I have to go someplace where I feel like my safest bet is to stay on the resort. I pers- I don't think I have any business there. Um, same thing with Jamaica. If I'm going to go to Jamaica, it would be to go to a resort. But I am not in love with the idea that I would be on a beach that the locals are restricted from going to. Like that doesn't feel good to me. Um, that hasn't changed. Those things I feel very strongly about. So there are certain places that very conditional, very, very conditional that there would be certain, um, provisions, if you will, I would have to have in place to feel comfortable going. Um, would I go to Jamaica and stay at a resort? Yes. However, I can't say that it is on the top of my list without certain provisions because I, again, it just doesn't feel good to me to go someplace and feel as if I am consuming, like I'm taking from the people that are there. Not going to Hawaii, unless someone from Hawaii invites me personally. Um, The people don't want us there. I'm cool with that. I'll stay here. There are plenty of other places that are not as, um, I don't, I don't know the best way to, to phrase it because 
there are plenty of other countries who are also very much so lacking in enough resources for the people that are there. Hawaii is not the only place where the locals get shit on for tourism. Um, I remember what the idea was started by. Uh, Hawaii is not the only place where that happens. I, however, am very aware of the locals being very vocal about that sentiment. So I respect that. I respect those people and I respect their wishes in that matter. So I am uninterested in going. Hawaii is actually someplace that I probably would turn down. Um, unless of course I, like I said, was invited by somebody there, but, um, overall, I think that for the most part, I'd say I'm about 80, 20, the general disposition about travel is pretty much the same, but there's about 20% things that I have shifted along the way. And again, travel is so much more than vacation. I implore you to use your travels when possible to be a linchpin or to be like a focal point to see how you may have changed over time. If you've got nothing, like, cause it's one thing to say that you can look at the way relationships have changed, right? The way you may have um, a better relationship with the parent than you did when you were in your teens, the way, you know, you may have a better situation with a sibling than you did, you know, a year ago, five years ago, or with friends making re- reconciling with a friend or, you know, ending a friendship, the different interpersonal relationships that we have with each other are a really great way to, you know, um, gauge and see where we are as people. And I think indirectly travel can be an interpersonal relationship because it is an outside living experience. Travel, the destinations, the places that you're visiting, the people that you are encountering, whether or not you know them for a long time, they are a living experience. It is something that possesses and has life outside of you consuming it or being there to add to it. And I encourage you to use your travels as a mirror to yourself to see, am I doing things the same way that I've been doing? Is there room for change? Is there room for me to revisit something again and go back perhaps to something that better served you? So I'm hoping that we can start that conversation there and revisit how things have changed over the past five years. I'm really looking forward to doing that with you guys. I hope you join me. And um, if you have any episodes that you are in love with that you would like to see redone, or if there are just any favorite episodes that you'd like to um, just tell me that you like, holler at me, email in the description box below, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.